0: You are tuning in to Sounding Out to the Nations. This is Evangelist Ronnie Casillas. It's good to be back home in the States. Um, I've been traveling, as you might know, uh, for the last 24, 25 days, including my time recuperating from jet lag. Um, I'm telling you, as I get older, it seems like my jet lags, Time is longer and longer and longer. it used to be one or two days coming back from the Philippines. Um, this time was not so bad. I did four days and I'm back on in the saddle again, uh, but the last time I flew back from the Philippines, it was two weeks long that I was sleeping during the the day and awake all night long. Um, I thank God that he brought me back safely. I thank God for the fruit. I went to the Philippines, to Manila, and uh, I ministered in four conferences. Uh, each of them were four days, five five days each, and um, I ministered all five days, and I just thank God for the fruit that was seen, and the souls that were saved, and people were quickened, and... Uh, one of my motivations for ministry is to identify, activate, and release the callings and purposes of God in the church in order to impact the world. And I saw that in action. And uh, there was one service. In fact, it was um, a thir- uh, Wednesday night, which was devoted to the youth of um, an organization there in the Philippines, and. Uh, It was a wonderful, wonderful experience as um, this young lady that had come up to the altar uh, was very expressive in her dance and um, I just um, was motivated to give her a prophetic word that there was a prophetic anointing upon her life, that it was not just her, um, her gift of expression or dance. But it was a prophetic gift that was upon her life and that doors would open to nations where where uh, apart from that gift, the doors would never have opened for her, never would open for her. And uh, she was just elated with that word because she was hearing that in her spirit as well. And uh, at the end of the service, I called her back up to the altar and I had her dance while we were closing out with our last song. And I'm telling you, the entire assembly began to dance and jump, and the building began to shake, and uh, I was stunned by that. And it reminded me of Acts 4.31 that says, "...and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together." And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. That's what happened in that place that night. And um, I was just so happy to be a part of that and to see the youth ignite with a passion and a fire for the things of God. And uh, it just set a tone for the rest of the conference. And I'm just, um, again, happy to be a part of that. You know, God said, go into all the world and make disciples. And we're doing that in our ministry. We're going to uh, Ecuador in a couple of months. and uh, But I'm still reeling from this, this trip to the Philippines. In fact, I came home and I told my wife about the fruit and the excitement and the young people. And um, there's a unique thing happening in the Philippines. Um, you know, in America, we... We wait till the youth are a certain age before we can disciple them, or before we we disciple them, or instruct them, and uh, and and elevate them to a place of ministry. In the Philippines, they they do it the opposite. They they start with what they have, and they don't wait till they develop to a certain age or a certain maturity they start early with these young people. And they start, in fact, um, elementary school age kids are ministering the Word of God, ministering in dance and drama and and even um, preaching the Word of God, believe it or not. And, and here in America, we don't allow our, our young people to minister to that degree. I've noticed that. It's totally the opposite. In a Filipino church... Uh, which, by the way, the Philippines is considered one of the richest spiritual countries in the 1040 window. And so they're doing something right, folks. And uh, But there in the Philippines, we see uh, the young people uh, make up, up to 75% of the church. When I first saw that, it stunned me. I, the first thought I thought is what most of us think is how can the church afford to continue to support themselves if 75% of the church members are teenagers and children, and uh, but God supplies the need. And one pastor I asked, "How do you do it, pastor?" and he says, "And I said, "Why do you do that? Why do you minister to young people?" He said, "Look, we we work with the hand God deals us." And and so totally the opposite of the church in America, but I'm so glad to be a part of this work and and um I uh am raring to go back. I'm planning to go back in in Uh, April and then again in November next year and uh, other trips I'm making to Ecuador and to Mexico and God's just filled up my schedule already for 2020 and just expecting revival crusades and conferences to be open to me and um, the invitations that are given to me I just walk through them and I see the move of God because it's a heartbeat of God to reach souls in America. He's, he said, ask of me and I will give you the nations as an inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. God promises to give us nations. All we need to do is ask and then walk through the door that he opens. And so, uh, again, um, there was revival in the Philippines. It continues today. Um, and there's There's a a mighty move of God, a mighty, mighty faith that stirred up in the people of God. So I wanted to share that with you. Thank you and God bless you.